Welcome back to this episode of Comeback. As usual, it is your host, Connor, and today my guest is Shane Rowe, who is going to talk to me a bit about Vietnam, a bit about her work, teaching, and a bit more. Shane, how are you? Hi, Connor. I'm good. How, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. And I'm going to go back to when I was introduced to you, your food, which is fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, I saw it on the Facebook, I think, Cold Kitchen, is that Cold correct? Kitchen, yeah. yes. And when I saw it, I thought, this looks very nicely priced. It looks really good in terms of the pictures. Let me give it a try. And the brownies, whoa. Yeah, I brought you some brownies, Did you? by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. Merry Christmas, Jeez, Connor. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> Now, that's just made my mood better for the start of the chat. <laughs> now, let's talk about you for a bit. Uh, so, whereabouts are you from? Where did you grow up? Uh, I was born and raised in the Philippines. Right, okay. And yeah. what's it like growing up there? I've only three or four Filipino guests, but I'm very interested by the country. What's it like growing up there? Oh, growing up in the Philippines, um, it's actually really nice there because it's a beautiful country. And then we have also have rich culture. Uh, but the thing is, like, in the Philippines... Uh, a lot of people are conservative, so yeah, it's a little bit different. <laughs> mm. In terms of yourself, would you describe yourself as having a conservative upbringing, or what was that like? Uh, my parents are very conservative, like my family, especially my mom and my mom's side. Yeah, sure. But me, I don't think I'm very conservative. Right, I see. <laughs> <laughs> and from what I've seen from the people I've interviewed, often, and this is just a judgment from five or six people they have big families are you the same uh we're a family of six right okay yeah, yeah but uh, like my dad they're a family of like 11 yeah 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 it goes like that same with mine with my irish upbringing i think my grandparents are ones of 10 or ones of the, yeah, the big yeah. families yeah my mum's one of eight my dad's one of nine i'm one of six which is quite big for like modern day britain which is where i'm from but it's still you know i think it's sustainable having six yeah like we have the same thing yeah, yeah. are you the oldest the uh, yeah i'm the eldest yeah same yes yeah, oh nice <laughs> are they much younger than you uh so like my younger brother is born in 95 cool. and then my younger sister is 98 and then the youngest one is like 2001 right okay i know their birth years but yeah. <laughs> like, how old are how they old that means, yeah I'm kind of, mine's easy because I'm 97 and then it's 99, 2001, 2003 and I just take two years off my age. Yeah, two years. Yeah. So ours is like four yeah. and then two and then two. Yeah, okay. And in terms of your education, uh, what did you study in the Philippines? Uh, I studied hotel and restaurant management. Right, okay. Yeah. That can explain why you moved into Cold Kitchen, I suppose. Yeah, because I, I studied to be a chef. Also. Sure. Like, because it's a part of the course. Yeah. Right, okay. So it's in hospitality still. Yeah, and what made you take the hospitality route? Because for me, and this is just my personal view, I would hate that job. But I get I get why people do it. I, I can see like the appeal. What was it about you that made you want to go down that route? I love like talking to people and stuff. I, uh, I think it's a good fit for me being in hospitality. And also I have this uncle like back home. He has a hotel. So during summer, I'd go there and help out. It's like a luxury hotel, so I love talking to people, knowing people, getting to know them. Mm -hmm. And how could you think you can do that via the hospitality industry? Is it a case of, you know, you have your restaurant or your stall and you have your regular customers and you build up rapport over time? Is that how it works for you? How does it operate? Uh, in here? Uh, I'd say here and also back in the Philippines. I guess we'll come to Vietnam, so let's go back to the Philippines. Is that how it worked in that part of your life? Um, not really, because uh, when I was there, I was just trying like loads of stuff. Right. So if my uh, if like I'm on vacation and then my uncle will be like, okay, like the hotel is fully booked, like do you want to come and help out? I'll just help out. 
Yeah. It's like a good training, you know? Yeah, no, I believe so. And do you, would you say then with that, you're more extroverted than introverted? Uh, I'm very extroverted, but at times I'm also introverted. Yeah. Like if I'm at a party, I don't like dancing, like on the dance floor, I'll be sitting down watching everyone, but I'm still talking to people. Right, I see. Yeah, I'm pretty similar, I think. I don't think I jump. I'll, I'll be quiet in away. one corner. Right, yeah. And then I'll be just like watching people. So you mean, and when did Vietnam come about? How long have you been here? I've been here for two years now. Cool. So I was in Singapore before I came to Vietnam. Uh, I was actually backpacking, like it started April 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Started backpacking, like uh, I went to Cambodia and then here in Vietnam the first time. And then Malaysia, Myanmar, Thailand, uh, Indonesia, Singapore, Taiwan. Yeah, I was like going around and then went back to Singapore because uh, I was volunteering in a hostel. But then I I stayed longer and then the the owner of the hostel told me, oh, can you run a hostel? Because like my background is like in hospitality. Yeah, so I was like running it for like a good four months. Right, sure. And then they were trying to get me documents to stay there and run it like properly. But then they could not hire me because they needed like three Singaporeans before they can hire a foreigner. But we only have like one part-time Singaporean girl. Right, okay. So it's tricky. And what was it like? I suppose you lived in Singapore. From what I hear, the difference between there and Vietnam, and I've never been even to visit, is that it's a lot more expensive, a lot more strict. Can you tell me more? It's very expensive in Singapore. Just imagine like this bottle of water. Mm. That's going to be like $5. Like a small bottle will be like two dollars. I'm trying to equate that to Vietnamese dong because my currency is just a Vietnamese dong now. Okay. <laughs> this was twelve k Vietnamese dong. This bottle. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cheap. Like, but there it's like five dollars. Maybe it's like five dollars, one dollars twenty something. No. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe a hundred k. Like, if you're going to convert it. Yeah. I mean, mm. that's the main thing I loved about coming here. Where I'd equate everything. Twenty eight k is like one British pound. And just realizing how cheap everything is. Like, you get two cans of beer for that on the side of the street. Oh, it's so (laughs) expensive, the beer there. Yeah. If you go out, like, for a night out, like, the cheapest one I found there is, like, $8 for one beer. Jeez. That's just, like, a super shitty beer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I guess, before we move on to Vietnam, what was your experience like of running the hospital, hospital, the hostel the host- in Singapore? Oh, it was, it was fun, it was stressful, yeah. <laughs> because you get like different kinds of people. Because it's like a hostel, like a backpacker hostel. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a little bit intense, you get the crazies, you get the nice people. So it's like a balance. Yeah, you were working like, in terms of, you, were you the chef or were you a bartender? No, I was like the front desk. Right, I was okay. managing the whole place. Jeez. Like managing the cleaning also. I even like, I started there helping out with the housekeeping. So cleaning it up, like every cleaning all the rooms and stuff, changing bed sheets. Yeah, yeah. What was the highlight of working there, would you say? The highlight of working there is like, I met a lot of people, different people like from different countries. Yeah. And I became friends with like a lot of them. So it's really nice. And the low light, the worst bit? Mm, the worst bit is like the crazy people like uh, stay in there. We got like people that are being weird around other guests. So you have to handle them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you mean like creepy guys? Creepy guys. 
And then there are some incidents of drunk people Mm. Like peeing on somebody else, right? Something okay, yeah. like that. <laughs> it's very weird. What's your reaction then when someone comes to you and goes, "Hey, Shane, we have an issue. Someone has pissed on someone else." <laughs> what goes oh yeah, your mind? That, uh, that was like, what? What happened? So you have to like settle that. Yeah. And how do you settle an incident like that? I'm just curious. Never no, had I mean, I call the owner. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, like, they want to report it to the police because it's very strict there. And yeah, stuff. of course. So. And then there are times also that. Uh, because hostels like that, they don't accept Singaporeans to stay there. Okay. They have this rule. I don't know why, yeah, but they don't to wanna. Yeah. They don't wanna accept Singaporeans to stay there. They just want travelers. Right. I see. And then let's go to your own travel experiences. Then, before you settled in Singapore, I guess you were backpacking to the places you've mentioned. Yeah. Uh, did you do that solo? How long did you do it for? I I think I did it for, because or, <laughs> like originally I was gonna travel for seven weeks. Yeah. And then after that seven weeks, I went back home. But the people I met in, I forgot where, like some of the friends I met, they were like, okay, we're gonna backpack in the Philippines. So I was like, yeah, I'll join you. Because <laughs> like after coming back, I have a trip to Singapore. So I was like, yeah, sure. And then we backpacked in the Philippines like for two weeks. And then I flew to Singapore, stayed there for like a month and went to Malaysia. I was just going everywhere, like wherever the wind takes me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And with that, were you, were you solo initially or did you meet other people? I met a lot of people, but I was in it, like, I was just traveling by myself. Right, okay. Yeah, and d did you ever, I suppose, consider going with friends at the start? Or were you quite happy to be like a, a lone wolf? You know I just mean? booked it. I, I, was, I was working back in the Philippines. No? Yeah. And then I saw a flight to, like a cheap flight to Cambodia. Like, okay. Maybe I'll go. I booked it. I just booked it. Just like that. No return flights. Like, okay. Yeah. And then I was like looking at it. Maybe I can go here and then go to another place. And then that's where it started. Right. Until it, it did not end. Yeah. I'm quite envious because my plan was coming here July 2019. The plan was to travel Asia. And at that point you could. And I had... Uh, tickets to Cambodia and Thailand booked but they fell through and I thought I'll get another chance went to Bali that was it unfortunately Covid hit straight away after and so I've been here ever since but oh yeah I was lucky because um, when I moved here actually when I moved here this is a good story I was in Singapore right and I have a friend that I met in Malaysia when I was traveling and then he was in Thailand and we we decided that we're going to Vietnam together to travel so we planned everything. Everything was planned already. And then a few, like a week before, he was like, oh, I'm flying to get Vietnam tomorrow. I cannot wait anymore. I don't like Thailand. I was like, what? We already planned everything. Why are you going there? You need to wait for me. I was like, no, I don't like Thailand anymore. I need to go to Vietnam. So everything felt like... It was just like, what a mess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Jeez, that would have been tricky to adjust to. I was so pissed at him. And then he was like, he was in Hanoi when I, uh, I landed to Ho Chi Minh. He was like, okay, I'll see you for a day. Because apparently he's going to New Zealand, my friend. Jeez. He's like, I'll see you for a day. I'm like, no, don't bother. <laughs> it can be tricky though, I guess, because, because I've never really done any backpacking. I've done bits of traveling and I've moved here abroad. But never, I say... The generic backpacking experience because i'm quite spontaneous i would probably be like that in a way where i probably change my mind one day and go, okay thailand tomorrow rather than vietnam so 
that's why I find it tricky traveling with people because sometimes if you change your mind it's difficult to get them on board yes you know I mean? yes yeah that's why I traveled solo also because if I want to do something I can do it if I don't want to do it I won't do it yeah for easier sure. yeah. because if you're in a group it's gonna be like okay do you want to do it do you want to do it do you want to do it you need to everyone uh, to ask everyone it's so messy you can get going so many different directions yeah I know people I, change their mind and then someone gets sick or loses their passport and you think yeah, it's easier if you're traveling alone. Yeah, big time. And you came to Vietnam then solo? Yeah, I came to Vietnam by myself. Two years, so this is before the, COVID. I arrived here October October 30th, 2019, yeah. Cool, exactly three months after me, yeah. Oh, that nice. July 30th, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you came here, what were you doing straight away? Oh, I was uh, I was going to travel, so I stayed in Bui Vien for... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, because it was Halloween. Right, yeah, of course. Wow. So I stayed in Bouvin in a, in a, like a party hostel, like for three days. And then I met this girl. And then she was like, oh, let's go to Muine. So we went to Muine, like for a few days. And then we went to Dalat after. We were going to travel like all the way up north, but it started raining. I was like, nah, I'm not traveling if it's raining. So I decided to come back to Ho Chi Minh mm -hmm. and then I was volunteering for a homestay. Okay, cool. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll just volunteer or something. Yeah, and see how it goes. I was just like doing everything. Yeah, you were kind of on a whim, just doing it freely. And COVID is, I think March 2020 is when it gets serious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually went home after, after that. Okay. Uh, before that, I went home like end of February. Sure. Like for two weeks, came back March 8th. After a, f a week or so, yeah, yeah. lockdown. Yeah. I just made it back. You literally did, yeah. I think March 11th is when the borders shut. Okay. So you're three days in. For, yeah, <laughs> I spoke to another guy who was one day in or something. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. Because uh, my plan was like to go back home like March. But my friends were like, just go back earlier so that you can come back yeah, right yeah. away. I was like, okay. Good thing I listened or else I won't be here. Yeah. <laughs> and then you come back here. COVID's hit. We've had the lockdowns. You have to find a job, presumably. What do you do then? Uh, because before, before, before that COVID thing, uh, I was teaching in D seven mm. in a in a like kids cafe. I was teaching cooking and baking. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you went back to that during twenty twenty. Uh, I was still teaching for them, and until Christmas, I think. Okay, cool. Something like that. I'm not really sure about my timeline now. Yeah, yeah. I'm like confused. It's hard to go back because yeah, how I COVID's know. been and the amount of times things change month by month. You think, when did this actually start? And yeah. Oh, no. Actually, I started Cold Kitchen by then, I think. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you next, actually. Cold Kitchen. Talk to me about it. Yeah, so w during lockdown, so schools were closed and stuff. So I'm like, oh, my God. I'm losing money because uh, I'm not working and I'm like spending like for food, for rent and stuff. I need to do something. So at first, I was selling yoga mats because everyone was just looking for yoga mats. I was like, this is a business opportunity. Yeah. So I was selling yoga mats to people because lockdown, no gyms and stuff. And then uh, my friends were like, why don't you sell food? Because I co always cook at home. Yeah, no, I cook for stories, my friends. Yeah, yeah. I cook for my friends. And they're like, why don't you like sell food? Because your, your food is actually nice. Like we'd bu we'll buy it. My friends were like that because we're buying from somewhere else. Like, I'd rather buy your food. So I started cooking for my friends. And then apparently they were like, why don't you post it? So I started posting it. At first, I was like delivering it myself. 
I was posting it and then delivering it by myself. And I even said, uh, my promotion was like free delivery in D2, which is mad because D2 is big. Yeah, and yeah. I did not realize that because I was just new. Yeah, for sure. And then when you started up, how did you develop it? As in, do you have people delivering for you now or do you do all the delivery stuff? No, no, no. I use Grab now. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, I, yeah. I, use, I usually use Grab. It's handy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and how did like Call Kitchen progress? Because you started it for your friends, but I'm sure then it got more traction. Yeah, so when I started for my friends during that lock after, I'm not sure, I think it was during that lockdown, 20, the first one. The very first one. Yeah, 2020, the very 2020, around April, yeah. Oh, so I started 2020, not 20, 2019, sorry. <laughs> I'm like confused. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, when I started it and then when border, uh, when things opened up again, I was busy with work, so I had to stop. Right, I yeah, see. and then a year after, like during this lockdown, I was like, I was bored because I'm not doing anything. And then my friends again were like, Oh, can you make this? Can you make that? I was like, Okay, I'm I'm gonna start making it again, and then use my page again. So I started like uh, baking brownies, posting on foodies. I started with um, pastas before the brownies. That's where I found you. Yeah, I remember because I was craving pasta one day, and that came up. I thought, I've got to go for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Do you have like a set menu or is it literally what you feel like cooking on that day? Before it was like this because during lockdown it was tricky. I cannot go to the market or even though if I can go to the market like the ingredients there limited. it's very limited. Yeah, because everyone is just like panic buying. Yeah, for sure. So what I had to do is like go to the market, get the ingredients and then post after like what I have. Cuz if I'm worried like if I'll say Oh, I have this, I have that. When I go to the market, nothing. Is there one dish, I think I know the answer to this. Is there one dish that's the most popular amongst customers? Uh, I think it's the roasted chicken. Oh, okay. And also the pasta. Right, sweet, yeah. I was just wondering what the favorite was. I thought you were gonna say the brownies. Oh, the, uh, of course. Right. Okay. Like for dessert, it's the brownies, but I thought like for the dishes. Ah, uh, like. yeah, okay. Yeah, so I should have phrased that better and said the most <laughs> popular item rather than, yeah, because yeah. one's a dessert, one's the main one. Um, you also teach as well as yes. Core Kitchen. How do you find that balance of managing your time where you can cook but also work? How's that? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't actually know because uh. I also teach. Uh, but right now, I only have like one student, which is like one-on-one -on -one, mm. because like my company we work for like public schools and then public schools are closed now so um i have more time now like yeah, to do sure. stuff yeah i think now we've covered cold kitchen and your traveling experiences let's move to the comeback aspect okay. <laughs> this is the part of the show that some guests squirm at some leap at we'll see what happens uh, the comeback part is always about the challenges faced and how you came back which is the key the comeback beats the setback that is the show's slogan do you mind telling me then and um, whatever you wish to share is up to you whether personally professionally what are some of the challenges you face today and how have you managed to come back okay the challenges i faced i think it's basically the covid thing mm. uh, when covid started to hit the country and then everything closed and then i did not have a job so i had to like think of something like what i can do yeah for sure or else i'm gonna be homeless <laughs> yeah yeah because it's really tough like it's not only one month like the first one was like a good three months or something and then the last one started like at may until september yeah it was at october actually october yeah, october is when it gradually picked up 
Yeah. So I was just looking for stuff like what I can do like and how to make money. Mm. I'm also even doing like ghostwriting. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I have seen you actually typing things like that. Yeah. How did yeah. you get into that avenue? Because that's very different to teaching and cooking. Because I was before I was writing blogs for my my travel blogs. Yeah. And then my friend offered me this like SEO optimization. So I need to optimize articles and stuff. Sure. And then until I got offered to like write articles to ghostwrite. Yeah, are you quite, uh, th this is an assumption I'm making from this conversation. We've talked about hospitality, then we've moved on to teaching, then we've moved on to travel, then we've moved on to writing. Are you quite adaptable, as in, do you take on new challenges pretty well, would you say? Yeah, I think so. I love learning new things. Yeah, sure. And also with, I'm guessing the, the work ethic type, where I, I'm getting the impression that Filipinos are very hardworking and they get stuff done, where, for example, you come here, you've not got a job, you might be homeless if you don't get money, and then <laughs> yeah. you've thought, right, what do I do? First I'll do yoga mats, then I'll do cooking for friends, then I'll branch it out. So you do seem to have some, I'd say, spirit or some kind of grit that you know that when things are down, you can't come back. Like, do you yeah. think that comes from your childhood? Oh, I, I think it's just how I, how, how I was raised. Mm. Never yeah. give up. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way for it, yeah. And Vietnam then, let's talk about this as a whole. How do you find living here for the last two years? I know there's been tricky moments with the four-month lockdown recently, but overall, how would you sum up your time in Vietnam? I absolutely like Vietnam. I love living here because I also have my good friends here. I made really good friends who's like family to me. Nice. Yeah. 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 And in comparison to the Philippines, do you miss the Philippines in terms of living there or how does it work for you? Living in the Philippines, not really. Not really. Yeah, yeah. I'd. I think I'd rather like stay here yeah. than in the Philippines. Is the Philippines? I feel safer here. Mm, yeah, that's the one thing that. I, it hit me recently that I never fear for my safety here. While in the UK, True. if I'm walking home at night, I will watch my back. I will be on my guard. Uh, same with a lot of other countries, but Vietnam, that rarely happens. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That it's the same for me. Like, I'm not really scared for my safety here. Mm. Not unless I'm driving a bike. Right, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> the differ that's the difference. Like, in here, like, driving is a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. The bizarre thing is, I failed a few car tests in the UK, but my, I got on a bike here and thought, there's no chance I'll do this. I've touched wood and I'm touching this very closely. I've not had any issues yet. I fell off once, but that's because I was hesitating at a light. But anything serious? No. Have you ever had any bike accidents? I had bike accidents, but I wasn't the one driving. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, damn. I wasn't the one driving. Oh, that's okay then, yeah. But it can still put you off, right, when you go on again. That's why I, 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 I prefer driving mm. rather than being the passenger. I panic a lot if I'm the passenger. Yeah, for sure. And I guess what other favorite aspects do you have about Vietnam, aside from the safety? Is it the cost of living is it the culture the people what are your favorite things my favorite things i th i'd say the cost of living and then the culture also right okay yeah yeah and anything specific is in the food or just the way of life mm -hmm. i think the way of life mm -hmm. i'd say the way of life but uh, when it comes to food, I'm not the biggest fan of right, the okay. food. <laughs> Suppose you do have the competition. <laughs> you look at your personal view and think, yeah. I, I, I can eat Vietnamese food, but I'm not going to look for it. Yeah, cool. Before we move on to, I guess, your future aims and then Vietnamese quickfire questions, which I've prepared <laughs> for all guests recently. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a minute or so. Do you want to plug Cold Kitchen? Why should we come to Cold Kitchen? What should we buy? Do you want to plug it? Oh, okay. Uh, like my products are basically like homemade products, and 
I, I'm very proud of my like baked goods, especially because mm. a lot of people have been looking for it. So, and the price is really good. Like my brownies are really big. <laughs> you are, know this. They are, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I really tried my best, like to only make the best ones. If it's not that good, I won't sell it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah you're proud. And more. also, Call Kitchen will be at the Bardo Christmas Bazaar this coming twenty third to twenty fifth. And then there's a lot of sellers there also to choose from. So yeah. if you're looking for a gift, uh, it's a good place to be. Yeah, I hope to pop in actually, and I'm sure I will. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. Let's move <laughs> on to future aims then. Before the quick fires, what would you like to achieve perhaps 2022, personally, professionally? Do you have any main aims? Oh, my main aim is to just work, work, work. Work a lot because I haven't been working. Mm. I mean, I've, I've been working, but <laughs> it's all over. Like, what I'm doing is all over the place. Yeah, sure. Like this, I'm doing like events and stuff now. Yeah, for sure. And then writing and then like cooking and then teaching. So my head is all over the place. Yeah. So I, I, I want to like go back to teaching. I'd love to. Yeah. Do you have any rituals that you use to say relax or unwind, like yoga or meditation or anything like that? Or you I just cook. go with it. You cook, that's your therapy. Yeah, nice. that's my therapy. If I'm like stressed, I cook. If I'm sad, I cook. If I'm angry, I cook. <laughs> if I'm happy, I cook. That's yeah. it. I love the passion. I love the enthusiasm. That's great, Shane. And Vietnamese quick fire questions. Are you ready for three questions that I ask to all guests? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> this should be okay. Number one, if you could change one thing about Saigon, Vietnam, what would it be and why? If I could change one thing in Saigon, what would be and why? Um, wait, let me think about it. But I, I'd usually say like the traffic. <laughs> That's the one that comes to mind with most guests, yeah. But you yeah. can say it if you like. The yeah. traffic, it, like, because um, uh, it's a little bit crazy here driving. Everyone's just driving crazy, yeah. so it scares me. It's when it's 5 p.m. and you're almost literally elbowing people. Yeah. You're on your bike and it's that close. It's just, I'm a bit claustrophobic, so just getting a bit of a break would be nice. And so. also, like, when you're turning, mm -hmm. like, if, uh, if when they're turning, like, they're going to be on the other side and you'll be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you almost crash into someone. It can be tricky. Uh, number two, if you could live somewhere else in Vietnam, except for Saigon, where would it be and why? Oh, I... Like every time, like I wanted to move somewhere, I'd say I want to move to Da Nang. Nice. Because there, the, there's beach in there, but I haven't been there. You've not been to Da Nang. No, okay. I was gonna go there last Ted holiday last year, but then COVID hit, yeah. so I'm like, nah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> it hits just before every major holiday. I've noticed every time we're just about to go on holiday, suddenly there's an outbreak. Yeah, yeah. I know. I don't. But Da Nang's great. I'd hugely recommend it. You've got the beaches, the mountains, nice little expat community too. Highly recommend. Yeah. But my friends are here, so I don't think I'm moving anywhere. <laughs> Fair enough. And the final one, this has got some very dancers so far. You can take one celebrity or public figure, bring them to Saigon for a day. Who are you choosing and what are you going to do with them? For example, I would take Tony Robbins to Boy Vienne. No, I know that's a weird one, but <laughs> who would you choose? I don't know. Um, wait, are you... Because I'm a big Justin Bieber fan. <laughs> I know. Edit, but edit that out. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. My, my friends would always laugh at me. So is your favorite Christmas song, Mistletoe? Yeah. It is, Not it? really. <laughs> Not really. Right, okay. I just like him as a person. Fair enough, yeah. Each to their own. So you're bringing Justin Bieber to Saigon. Where are you going? 
<laughs> cold kitchen? Get your house? <laughs> cold kitchen? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, but I'd probably bring him to Boy Vien. <laughs> yeah. Boy Vien is one of the most common answers. I've also had Trump in Taodien, that would be fascinating. But yeah, we'll see. Trump how in or maybe uh, I'll bring him to Buddha Bar. <laughs> <laughs> Trump in Buddha? Wow. <laughs> no, no, Justin Bieber in oh. Buddha Bar. <laughs> I'd say I'd I'd probably get a selfie to be fair (laughs) Shane thank you very much have you got anything final you'd like to add before we wrap up Um, nothing really thank you very much for having me here yeah it's been awesome it was fun yeah very fun and I look forward to these brownies because they're unreal yeah yeah for sure thank you so much Connor anyone listening check out Call Kitchen Ho Chi Minh City and order these brownies everything else on the menu but especially the brownies do (laughs) thank you so much okay